Happy Friday. You made it through another week. And the weekend is here for most of us anyway that uh, don't uh, do anything on uh, Saturday or, or Sunday other than your personal things and hanging out with family and going to church if, if that's uh, what you uh, like to do. Um, we here at uh, Big Sky Sports Talk are uh, super excited to know that you have driven the American economy forward and without you things that we enjoy are not possible good morning good afternoon good evening whenever it is that you've decided to make uh, Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day I greatly appreciate it and my family greatly appreciates it you found the only podcast in America that is completely devoted to the four major franchises of one major market Phoenix Arizona but we do it all from Billings Montana Big Sky Country we also cover ASU basketball ASU football uh, USFL championship soccer and the Phoenix Mercury with the WNBA all in one spot all on one podcast I sure hope you guys have been uh, doing good, and I sure hope that your uh, Friday, uh, or excuse me, Thursday was uh, was good. Um, for me, uh, everything's going pretty good. Um, work has uh, been pretty long um, last night and the night before last. Um, both nights have. Uh, gone on a lot longer than originally an- anticipated um, and I'm not sure what's going on with that but it's alright it's good to have a job and it's good to um, be working um, but like I said it's Friday the weekend is right here in front of us and uh, I, uh, I'm i super excited uh for my weekend, uh, some football Saturday um, and Sunday, and uh, um, ASU has the uh, uh, week off, so they're on a, on a bye. But uh, other than that, everything's going pretty good. Um, I am excited, and it's a small uh, victory in in my opinion. But um, for more, well. In most people's opinion, it's a small victory, but a big, uh, big thing for me. I have been able to find some seasonings that I'm used to finding um, in Alabama, and I found them here, um, and I hadn't seen them up until uh, today in this point, but uh, Old Bay seasoning. Uh, Tony Satchery's Creole seasoning, and um, what was the other one? Slap Your Mama Cajun seasoning. I found all three, um, and there is one other seasoning that I've only ever had once, and it was because um, um, my uh, uh, former father-in-law 
he uh, he had it, and he didn't realize he had it and left it with me. But it is um, a SIDS, and I'm not sure uh, what uh, um, exactly what kind of it is. I don't know if it's something specific or just something out, but I just know that it was um, SIDS uh, gun smoke or gunpowder gun smoke seasoning. I think it is really, really good. Haven't been able to find it. So I'm excited that I have a little bit of southern cooking, Cajun cooking seasonings with me. Um, the only thing I, I I didn't get but I don't don't need unless I'm doing one is crab oil. I don't I don't have any of that, but I'm not doing a crab boil anytime soon or or a shrimp boil. You can use it for sh- crab, shrimp, you know, whatever. Uh, crawfish, you name it, any kind of boil you can use it for, and, and I'm not going to be doing that anytime soon, so uh, I am excited that, that I found it. Um, on the docket for tonight, um, a lot of Cardinals, just like uh, last night, um, have uh, some um, have some uh, uh, Vance Joseph, um, Byron Murphy, um, J.J. Watt, Zach Ertz, and Kelvin Beecham. Uh, so, uh, and not in that order. I'll probably do what I did last time. So, I'll do defense first. Stick with the defense with uh, Vance Joseph and uh, um, Byron Murphy and J.J. Watt. Um, probably again not in that order. And then I'll uh, end with Zach Ertz and uh, Kelvin Beecham again. Probably not in that order. I'll, I'll figure it out. As I go along, um, but uh, other than that, uh, Coyotes did play, and we'll go ahead and, and get into that. Uh, coming up after um, after the break here on uh, Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, I'm back, um, and uh, uh, going to get into some Coyotes. I'm going to be really, really quick with the Coyotes, as I have not found a way to get uh, sound for the Coyote, Coyotes. Uh, for the Coyotes, um, mainly due to um, location services for Bally Sports Arizona. I'm sure I can get some Thanks from them as they cover the Coyotes. They cover the Dimebacks, the uh, Suns, and the Coyotes. Um, so w- wasn't able to get any sound. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, Coyotes drop uh, the first uh, s- uh, game of the season. Um, they are on the road. Um, to uh, They dropped it 6-2 uh, to two to the Pittsburgh Penguins. So... Um, and the only scoring was uh, from uh, Richie, Nick Richie. That is, um, he had two goals for the Coyotes. Uh, one in the um, second period at the sixteen ten mark, and then again um, at the four forty six mark. Uh, on the uh, in the third period on a power play, so um, 
Uh, Crosby get got it started up up at 122 in the first period, um, and then Zucker at 412, and then um, uh, Grittenzell um, on a power play at 510, making it three to nothing in the first period in favor of the Penguins, and then like I said, uh, Richie on his uh, uh, power play, um, making it one three, and then. Um, Malkin, um, one to four in favor of the, uh, Penguins at the 1911 mark. And then, uh, power play again with Richie, uh, 446. And then, um, 10, uh, 1501, uh, Rust making it 2-5. And then, uh, um, uh, Kapanen, um, 1737. Uh, two to six is the uh, final, um, and uh, just kind of sucks, but you know it is what it is. Uh, that happens from time to time. Not expecting um a whole lot from this uh, Coyotes team. Um, they do have a rough um uh, rough start. Uh, the first. Uh, Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games are on the road. They have, uh, of course, started off with Penguins, and then they're on the road against the Bruins, Maple Leafs, uh, Canadiens, uh, the Senators, and then the Blue Jackets. And then finally, their home opener um, is going to be um, the 28th. At uh, against the Jets, and then uh, to wrap up the month um, against the Rangers. So, majority of their um, uh, month of October is on the road. So, just kind of a rough uh, start from from that perspective. Um, but on that, um, we have Vance Joseph coming up next on uh, Big Sky Sports Talk after the break. All right, welcome back to uh, Big Sky Sports Talk. I'm going to get started with uh, some uh, Vance Joseph sound. Um, He is the, in case anybody didn't know or forgot, defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals and uh, the coach that has, between the uh, two major coaches, have done the best job so far um, with what he's had and and, kind of really kept the Cardinals afloat. So um, here is uh, Vance Joseph. It's, uh, this team has been, the Seattle Seahawks, have been very effective on offense. And it seems like uh, they've been able to get to the big play, which has always kind of yeah. been something the Seahawks have done, but with a new quarterback. I mean, are you surprised at all that they've done some of that stuff? I'm not surprised because of 14 and 16, obviously. I mean, they're both number one receivers and they've been good players for a long time. Uh, Gino's playing at a high level and that's surprising obviously he hadn't played in a while but he is playing at a high level. I mean, his, his, his arm talent is special. He can make every throw. Um, he's made some big time throws in traffic. He's scrambling around making you know broken plays and that's scary obviously but um, 
it's a offense that has two, you know, two great receivers and a quarterback who's playing well, and the running game's pretty good. You know, uh, Penny's hurt, obviously, but Walker, the rookie from Michigan State, is a real dude. So, again, stopping the run and keeping 14 from beating you and 16 from beating you is, is the plan. It's, uh, it feels like across the league, teams teams have always kind of wanted to stay away from giving up the big play, but it sure. feels like there's more and more teams that are willing to do the bend but not break them. I'm not sure if it's true or not. You know, every every game plan is different. Obviously, you know, um, the big plays do lead to points. You know, so no one wants to give up big plays. I think the bend don't break stuff comes with you know it's so much offense now, so much spread, and so much pass game. It's hard to dictate. You know, from our perspective now. Um, but I think the you know winning third downs, winning red zone is so key to keep the points to a minimum. I think the yardage in this league is it's going to go up because of the rules and the way we're playing offense now. But the points can stay you know, normal if the red zone becomes good and the third downs are good. But yardage in this league is going to happen. You, know, you can't worry about that, in my opinion. I think the most important thing is points. And that comes through third down red zone and taking the ball away. You know, so that's our focus every week. You, know, you play these offenses, and they're damn good. You know, so it's hard to just cold stop them. You know, but you can uh, keep the points to a minimum. That's our job. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, that's that's incredible. You know, I mean, when I see his feet, you know, I, I go, wow. You know, he, he's playing with that, you know, and he's not. I mean, he, he's he's playing, but, I mean, obviously it's not totally healed, but he's playing, you know, and he wants to play, and he had a great camp. You know, he, he earned the right to play, so it's good to see him back out there. But um, I commend him for playing, you know, with that and obviously, you know, helping us you know, helping us play good defense. But um, he's, a, he's a kid that's always been locked in and, Again, he had a great camp, man. He's so motivated for his family and himself, and um, it's, it was good to see him play on Sunday. You mentioned Gino. A few weeks ago, you had mentioned kind of like losing sleep in terms of the beginning of the season. Sure. The teams and the quarterbacks you're preparing for. Yeah. Do you ever imagine losing sleep preparing for this one? Not really. You know, I didn't, I didn't watch Gino. I kind of heard the numbers, but watching him all week, I mean, he's done some special stuff. Obviously, the guy's talented, right? He was a second-round pick, should have been a first-round pick years ago. I mean, it's 10 years now, I think. You know, so time flies, but... You know, sometimes guys sit for a while and they kind of see the big picture and they learn from the past. And he has done that. I mean, he's playing controlled. He's reading defenses, keeping plays alive. And he's putting them in good plays. When you watch it, you can't say it's it's not real. It's real. I mean, he is playing his butt off. So it's going to be a challenge again for us to get those guys stopped with the two receivers in the run game. But that's every week for in this league, you know. I mean, everyone's got guys and it's tough out every week. Rashard was back out of practice today. Do you expect yeah. him to be ready to go this week? I hope so. You know, the hand um, is in a small cast, so we'll see if he can grip and push with it. But he, he's a big part of our run defense, obviously. So if he's available, that'd be a good thing for us. How was it seeing the production kind of match what you guys see from Isaiah Simmons last week? Yeah. I've been proud of him again. I mean, he's he's practiced the way he's played, you know, and that's, that's paid off for him. Obviously, he's a guy with big-time talent, you know, but he is – He's preparing the right way, and it's it's paying off for him. But we are a better defense with him on the field, obviously. You know, and that that's shown the last three weeks, four weeks. You know, he he can make plays other guys can't make. You know, I mean, he he's a natural eraser with his length and his speed, and he likes contact. You know, so having him on the field obviously makes us a better defense. Are teams are, are teams looking? Uh, obviously, Byron's playing well. 
this is maybe obvious, but are teams looking more to throw at Marco and how is he doing? Of course they are. Of course they are. Um, he's doing fine. You know, after the first drive last week, you know, he settled down and played better. Obviously, that wasn't their, that wasn't their MO, you know, going into the game, just dropping back on first down, throwing, you know, outcuts. But obviously, with Murph on the left and Mark on the right versus AJ, they tried it a couple of times. And in the first drive, he had three, three catches. And after that, he was, he was done for the day. You know, and that was part of Marco settling down as part of the staff making adjustments after that first drive. But um, absolutely, if you're opposite of a, you know, a so-called number one corner, that's, that's going to be your test. You know, most of the ball is going to come your way and just part of being number two corner. Um, Marco Wilson uh, had a great, and I've said this before, had a great, great start to his rookie season uh, last season and then tailed off at, at the uh, near the end, at least from everything I saw. Everybody has their own opinion. This is my podcast, so I'm giving you mine. Um, but I felt like he had a um, really great start, and then it's like the rookie uh, wall hit, and he tailed off um, uh, quite a bit. Um, and oftentimes he, he does still get burned. Um, it just uh, it lets guys get get behind him, but you know, busted coverages and whatnot. Uh, so he, I mean, he's still learning. Um, and then he's also, you know, been uh, really grabby at times as well. So got to, you know, he's slowly reining both of those things in, and the improvement is is happening. Um, and I'll be interested interested to see how he's doing. Um, earlier, Vance had men- mentioned a uh, um, uh, fourteen and, and sixteen. Thing is what he said. Either way, um, whether he mixed it up or I just did, um, he's talking about Tyler Lockett and of course DK Metcalf. Um, and I would imagine that it would, you know, be um, Byron and and uh, and um, Antonio Hamilton probably, uh, or well, no, uh, Marco. Probably Marco and, and Antonio Hamilton on on those guys. Byron he usually is is a, a slot guy, but they probably switch it up a little bit. But um, we'll see how he does this this week. As as get I guess is what I'm um, getting to. Results are what ultimately mean the most to you. But sure. when you look back and Devontae didn't have a big game, AJ didn't have a big game, Correct. Christian McCaffrey didn't have a big game. I, is there a pride that you take in Cooper Cup didn't have a real Yeah, game? yeah. I think that's your game plan in this league. You know, you have to stop their best players first. If you don't, you probably won't win. You know, kind of sort of like the Chiefs. You know, Kelsey went off on us and we didn't win. And he, he made big-time third-down plays and big-time plays in the red zone. You know, so stopping their best people is always our first task, game planning-wise. And, um you know, playing these good guys and having Murph, you know, match those guys from time to time, it helped us also. He's playing really well right now, Murph. But um, that's always our first priority and as far as game planning, stopping their best guy. What did you see from Ajay Sanders in his first game action? I saw a young guy with length and speed, you know, rushing hard. You know, it wasn't perfect, but, you know, obviously he's got a, got talent, you know. Um, 
his next step is just details in what he's doing with his job, but the talent's there, and he's going to play more, obviously. Chance, which group of uh, defensive players do you think has had the most improvement from week one until week six? I think the entire group, you know, from from one to six. But I think Murphy is just playing at a high level. I mean, he's he's played really well all year, even against the Chiefs. Obviously, Isaiah Simmons after week one has played really well for us. Um, I think the entire group has 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 improved from week one. I mean, week one was hard, you know, the, the operation and playing good people, and just wasn't right. It was overwhelming for our guys, and um, it looked that way. But after that first week, you know, guys have come back and worked hard and kind of improved. So it's really an entire unit. I think the next step for us is making those plays that can turn games. You know, even even on Sunday, the last drive to have him in third and twelve and not make that play, that that hurt. You know, and the, you know to uh, let him run the ball after that. You know, we missed two critical tackles and we had a couple of misfits after that. You know, we stopped them, but we stopped them at the cost of burning all three timeouts. You know, so. The next step to be a dominant defense is to win that third down and give us the ball back with time and timeouts. That's the next step. And obviously, you know, picking those two balls off, you know. And actually, JT, I mean, the first one I thought he caught, but I couldn't tell from the TV copy. Obviously, um, he didn't catch it, I guess, in the second one in the red zone. So just making game-changing plays to help our team win, that's the next step, in my opinion. Being dominant a defense, in my opinion, and in Vance, he said it starts with third down. That's too so many times, and I remember um, driving back from Kalispell, and um, there was you know a couple of long third downs, and I think the one he was talking about, I'm like, man, I had to you know watch, uh, um, you know watch them convert this. Sure enough, boom, convert it, and then more than converted it. You know, got like. You know, I don't think I think it was like 19 on it. So they needed 13. They got 19. It's just like so many times I'm, you know, I have I'm excited about, you know, third down because it's an opportunity to get off the field. But that doesn't last very long because so many long third downs. Um, I mean, they, they're they seem to be better at stopping you short uh, third and short than they are third and long. And in, you know. It's great third and short, but you need to be better at third and long, and this team does not get off the field on third and longs, and it is absolutely a killer and so frustrating. It just deflates you, lets the air out of the whole room every time it happens. And so whatever they need to do to figure that out, they uh, they need to figure it out quick, in my opinion. Penny, what do you still see from Seattle? I'm sorry? Even though they don't have Rashad Penny, mm-hmm. what do you see from Seattle? I see an offense who's uh, who's playing well. I mean, the offensive line is young, but they're averaging like 5.5 yards a carry, you know, and the kid Walker's averaging like 6.4. I mean, he's a 5'9 guy, about 215 pounds, who's a 4'3. So he is a special, special player. And I think Penny, I mean, obviously had was having a great year, but this kid is special. So they make it better with this guy. I don't know. But, um, they are doing it Pete's way, you know, running the football and taking shots. So it's going to be a challenge to stop the run game first with obviously numbers and, you know, technique and guys making plays and then take away those two receivers. So it's almost an impossible task when you think about it, loading the box for a run and taking away those two receivers. So we'll see how, how it gets done. Do you tap into some Big Ten coaches who's seen Walker play last year at Michigan State? Um, I watched the kid a little bit, yeah. I mean, I watched him. I mean, he, he's a great player. I mean, 
he's made big plays here in the league now. I mean, I mean, New Orleans play uh, last week. I mean, he popped a 65-yarder. No one was close to catching him. So he, he's a big-time back, and I think with more opportunities, he, he's going to get better. You know, so I think uh, for Seattle, it's it's a it's a win-win for them. Depends how much do you think those guys like uh, Buddha and Murph and Zeke Turner get excited for going back there when they play in college? They get really excited. You know, obviously. Uh, those guys spend a lot of time in, in Seattle, and they want to win. You know, it, it's a divisional game. It means a lot to our team, but playing there is important to those guys. Absolutely. One guy that always gets fired up and wasn't really mentioned um, is um, is um, Buda, Buda Baker um, played there in, in – uh, University of Washington, and um, he he always gets fired up, and he always has a great game. Uh, so if uh, he can have a a great game um, again, that would be really really key. Um, but uh, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. You know, hopefully he can kind of keep it up. But yeah, you you bet. You know, whenever you go to where you play college, with you know, not even if it's um, University of Washington, which is pretty much in Seattle, or you know, uh, Washington State, the Cougars, not too terribly far. Um, just kind of being in, you know, the the state of Washington, you bet it gets you fired up every time, um, or you know, or in you know other cases where you have players that had played for another team professionally, you know, like Zach Ertz. You know, he got fired up, uh, I'm sure, uh, playing uh, against the Eagles, and he might have would have got a little bit more antsy and jittery and fired up if it was in Philadelphia. Uh, so, you know, when you're not at the place, you know, at a place that you um, played, it's not um, quite the same. You know, but in this case, those young kids that played in the state of Washington and and in and around Seattle area, if you're Buda Baker, then it's it's like you know going home, um, and uh, you just you just get fired up and you always want to play well at home. Uh, but anyway, uh, someone that's always fired up no matter what, and then always plays well no matter what. That just kind of leads us into our segue it is um, is JJ uh, Watt. So uh, we got some JJ Watt sound, uh, getting that queued up, and we'll go with that. I mean, it's obviously a point of emphasis to try and stop the other team's best players. Um, so it's certainly something that we're trying to do each week. Um, we obviously have to. Find a way to do an even better job. I mean, we have to, to win games. We, we gotta we gotta find a way to do an even better job. Every week is different, but it seemed like this team the emotions were raw after that loss to Philadelphia. Genuine anger, maybe. What was your takeaway? Just how the guys reacted to that loss? I mean, it was obviously I mean frustrating. You know, lose the game, to lose at home. Um, you know, very good football team. Um, so it was, there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of, um, but you should feel that. I mean, if you're putting effort and energy and time and passion into this thing, it's gonna hurt when you lose. That's that's 
that's the nature of it. If it doesn't hurt, something's wrong. Oh, the baby watch. It's going good. It's going good. Um, you know, anytime probably in the next two or three weeks. So we're just, uh, we're very excited and uh, we'll see what happens. You ready? Yeah, I do. I'm excited. I'm very excited. She's, she's doing great. She's crushing it. Um, but yeah, we're, we're ready. JJ, you guys are a few days removed from that loss on Sunday. Just what's the, what's the atmosphere like at practice and the temperature of the team right now? I mean, we're working. We're out there working. We had a good day. Um, trying to get better, trying to get ourselves prepared for Seattle. Um, looking forward to a great divisional game this weekend. You teamed on a side with Byron Murphy the other day. What, what can you tell us about his kind of ascension? Sometimes it's not about the plays he makes, it's about the plays the other teams don't make. He's been kind of shutting guys down. Yeah, Byron's a great player. Uh, he's very, he's always focused on his job. He's very good at what he does. Um, he's put in some tough situations, obviously against some great players, and he's done a great job. Um, he's going to be a good player in this league for a long time. Uh, I asked Zach Allen about playing with you. You said it's something like in hockey, you have a pair of defensemen, right? And, and old linemen talk about chemistry with each other. Can you have chemistry with another D lineman? Are you guys sort of formulating that? Is, is yeah. that a thing? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we obviously talk about things all the time. I mean, Zach asks more questions than anybody on the planet Earth, I think. So, I, uh, it's, it's a... Sometimes I have to say, all right, Zach, stop asking me questions. Uh, he's, he is like a little brother. You know, he's, he's great. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's one of those relationships where uh, you're happy because you know he just wants to get better. You know he wants to work hard. He wants to get better. He wants to learn. He wants to grow. Um, and I'm happy to give him that 99% um, of the time. Sometimes I just, Zach, I just got to breathe for like five seconds. Um, but it's awesome. And we do have a good rapport on the field. We kind of know what each other's going to do. We kind of know how it's going to work, where a team, you know, and it's, He's playing really good football. Does he remind you of your actual brothers? In no, uh, no, no. He's uh, he's a he's also a Man City fan. I'm a Chelsea fan, and Ertz is a Tottenham fan. So we get into a lot of soccer arguments. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's a day go by that I don't have to tell Zach. Like, just, just give me five minutes, bud. <laughs> JJ, there's always going to be a lot of talk about offensive side when DeAndre comes back. What does he mean when you're playing on the other side of the ball? Just, just the I mean, he's a great player who makes great plays. So, I mean, it's uh, another weapon for our offense. Obviously, our offense has a ton of weapons on that side of the ball. And so um, we're looking forward to adding one of our main weapons back. How much do you enjoy just entering a hostile environment like Seattle? Yeah, I've never played there. Um, I went there obviously on the trip last year, but I wasn't playing. Um, it's a great environment. Obviously, their fans are unbelievable. The atmosphere that they create in that stadium is unbelievable. Um, so I'm really looking forward to playing there. I think it's uh, it's obviously a huge weekend up there with the Mariners and with Seattle uh, with the Seahawks game. So um, and uh, the NHL's back, so the Kraken are back in action. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I think it's a great atmosphere, and as a player, you love playing atmospheres like that. You hope the Strills get it done before them. I still got some friends on me. <laughs> what sends out with Gino? What's that? What sends out with Gino when you... I mean, this guy's playing unbelievable football. I mean, I think he's number one in pass rating, number one in completion percentage in the league. Um, the guy's out there, I mean, he's not like he's throwing checkdowns either. I mean, he's throwing 50, 60-yard bombs and dropping it in the bucket and playing great football. He's putting him in good situations, and he can move when he has to. I mean, he's doing an unbelievable job. So uh, it's a great challenge for us, and he's doing a really good job. Did you anticipate a live rattlesnake for that training? I knew what it consisted of, yeah. But I mean, uh, my wife had two of her college teammates over, and uh, I don't think they were ready for what, what, it, what it And I mean, I, I didn't see the 
tape contraction until after. I thought it was like a legit muzzle. Um, I wouldn't have been as close to that snake as I was if I know that it was just a couple pieces of athletic tape. How was it? How was the training? Very successful. Dogs are scared. There's <laughs> <laughs> rattlesnakes now, so we're good. How did they get the most along? That guy, that guy told me he's been doing it twice. Because, uh, yeah, they're his snakes. He takes care of them. He's, he handles them. He said he uh, twice a day he has to put that tape on them every day for, I think it was like five plus years, and he's never once been bitten. So, the guy's, guy's pretty big badass. <laughs> Who's more scared than The dogs. The dogs. I was, I was surprised with myself this time. I mean, I got a lot more... Uh, I got a lot more courage when I saw the muzzle, so I can't take too much credit. My dogs, they, uh, they learned the lesson very quickly. I hope you were able to hear that. Like I said, I, I always like uh, listening to uh, Zach Ertz, uh, or Zach Ertz. I'm getting ready to play Zach Ertz here in just a second, um, but J.J. Uh, Watt, excuse me. Um, I like hearing from Zach Ertz, too, um, but... Uh, um, I there was a lot of chatter. There's not much I can do about it, um, especially since I don't have, you know, the programs and stuff like that to to do stuff like that. Um, and it takes a lot of time and 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 skill. Uh, that I um I have time, for the most part. I don't have the skill or the technology to kind of pipe that background noise down. Um, but I hope you were able to hear that, um, had an incident with a rattlesnake, uh, you know, um, he had, uh, he was talking about Zach Allen and, uh, how much, you know, he's, he's teaching him and how sometimes he's like, Hey, you gotta pipe down a little bit. Um, you know, asking your, your, you gave me room to breathe. And so just kind of talking about a little bit of everything, uh, more, uh, flowers thrown uh, Geno Smith's way from uh, J.J. Watt. And I'm glad that a lot of these players and the coaches are really, really paying attention to what J., uh, what uh, Geno Smith has been doing. Um, he's been the biggest surprise in, in the league. A lot of fans and other media are pretty uh, surprised about what he's doing. But, you know, players seem to have a, you know, a different outlook. And I'm glad they're going to – they talk like they're giving him the, re the respect. Um, we'll, we'll see what – you know what it actually looks like um another player that's uh, been mentioned already a couple times by Vance by JJ has been uh Byron Murphy so uh we'll play some Byron Murphy sound next um then we'll go ahead and do um um Kelvin Beecham and then uh Zach Ertz I I like to end with Zach Ertz but we'll do uh, with Kelvin Beecham and then Zach Ertz next, but uh, we'll go ahead and get Byron Murphy going. Uh, so here is Byron Murphy. Uh, he's actually doing a great job. Um, obviously, he's a vet quarterback who played against, who played behind Russ. Uh, so he, you know, he knows the game well. Obviously, now he's he's picking up that role to be the starter. I just think he's doing amazing uh, and making all his reads and all those type of things. So to go up there and play a quarterback like that, we got to make sure we come in on defense and we're ready. What are you the highlights? I mean, he, he, the deep ball, man. He, he doesn't hesitate to launch it, does he? That's another thing. We got to stop those explosive plays. Obviously, for as a defense, we got to plaster. You know, him getting out the pocket, taking shots down the field. We got to definitely make sure we stop those as well. What are you seeing him do this year as opposed to maybe years prior? Um, I didn't really get to play him that much. Russ was there, but obviously on film, watching him now, you know, he's making great throws, putting the ball in the money, getting out the pocket, like I said, throwing the field, throwing the ball down the field. So 
that's just one thing we got to make sure we're uh, good on as a defense. How different are Lockett and DK Metcalf? I mean, they, they, their body type, totally different. Are they totally different receivers and, and challenges for a DB, too? Uh, obviously, like you said, two different sizes, but I just think they both got that dog in them. Uh, DK, obviously, a bigger receiver. Lockett, play, he's a smaller guy, but plays like a bigger receiver that's going to go up and get the ball. So those type of receivers, I feel like they both, you know, make explosive plays. It's just, a, I think they're one of the biggest keys on the offense. So they'll have those type of receivers that are going as, you know, as a DB unit and go out there, you know, have that mindset. We're going to uh, lock them up. If you look at the last couple of years against Seahawks, Lockett's numbers have been a lot better against this defense than DK. Any theory as to why or what's the biggest challenge with him? I would say for sure, I wouldn't say there's a certain thing, but I would say those explosive plays for Lockett, you know, kind of getting over the top. Uh, you know, like I said, this game, we got to make sure those explosive plays don't happen. Is Gino a dual threat? Is, will Gino get out and run it as well? He'll definitely get out the pocket and take off, yes, sir. Yeah. Is it new to me to go back there to play in, in Seattle? And oh, man. That's just like going back home. Obviously, I miss it. Uh, so I was just telling him I got to go back and finish my degree, though. So, you know, but uh, going back home, I miss it, like I said. And, you know, the coaches and my friends up there, I'm going to go say what's up to him as well. What degree are you going for? Uh, I think communication right now, but I might change it. Still thinking about stuff. I like fashion and that type of stuff, so I'm trying to you know, figure that out. What you guys feed off just the atmosphere and the noise? Oh man, that, that's you know that's the biggest thing. You know, when you hear that noise, that kind of makes your you know your adrenaline uh, keep going. So that noise that they have up there is pretty loud. So when you when you hear that, that just makes I feel like it makes the sideline and whoever's on the field to even go crazy. I am, you know. So devastated that uh, um, I won't be able to um, to uh, go to the game. Um, it's just not in the cards this time, and and, uh, and of course with the weekend celebrations I'm having with my family, it's going to be a little bit different. So I'll have to go. I will be going to a, a Seattle uh, Cardinals uh, at Seattle game. Um, Probably next year, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But I will be going. I really want to go to Lumen Field and experiencing experience how loud it is myself. I've always heard about how loud it is and the energy um, as an opposing team they feel from that. But uh, um, I just, um, I don't know, just, just excited for the thought uh, and uh, pretty jacked up. And, it, you know, that they're the 12th man. So, um, you know, they, they, they're pretty jacked up and JJ hit it on the head with the Mariners going. And then, um, the, uh, NHL starting up, uh, uh, today and, uh, our, and well, yesterday and, uh, today, this weekend. Um, so a, a lot to, um, you know, if you're a Seattle fan, uh, a, a Seattle, uh, sports fan, a lot to be, um, excited about a lot going on there. Um, so uh, they'll, they'll be extra jacked up, but anyway, um, Kelvin Beecham and then we'll wrap up with Zach Ertz and that that's about it. Um, I appreciate you guys listening as always, but here is Kelvin Beecham. How sick are you guys, you know, questions from guys like us about the slow start? You know, just a little bit sick or, or really sick at that line of questioning? Not at all. That's the National Football League. Uh, that's just where we're at right now. You are what you put on film, and what we put on film is what's out there right now. So we got to find a way to rectify that. I mean, you've been trying for a few weeks. Any theories as, as to what needs to happen next? No theories. Uh, you got to go and execute. 
you know, we have opportunities to be uh, good on third down. We got to find a way to thrive on third down, which as an offense, we haven't done a good job of. Uh, we got to find a way to put the ball in the end zone when we have those opportunities, and we got to find a way to get that done. Seattle's defense is dead last in rushing yards allowed per game. How can this offense take advantage of their defenses? We have to earn the right to run the ball. We have to earn the right to win the game. And when we do that, it doesn't matter who's in front of us. Uh, those are the nameless gray faces. That's just who we have to be playing this week. Uh, but when we have the opportunity to, to dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, we have to, to take that opportunity to do so. You guys were a little shorthanded ending the game at running back and um, could possibly be the situation this week. How, how proud are you of Eno for coming in there and stepping up like he did? Yeah. You know, Eno is a, is a dynamic runner, uh, very well conditioned, uh, and he's done it a number of times since he's been here. There's been times where I've looked back behind me and I've see, uh, seen him throwing up and then, you know, get the ball and go run for it. So excited for him to, to get a great opportunity in a, in a hostile environment. Know that he's going to thrive in it. Seattle's never had a Mariners game during a game that you've played up there, so how are you expecting the noise to be up there? You know it's going to be loud, uh, but it's always loud there. I don't think the Mariners have anything to do with the Seahawks, but I uh, know that it's always a loud statement to play, and it's a great environment, uh, a hostile environment, and looking forward to going up and uh, you know finding a way to get a win. Yes, those are the those are the best ones. You know, I think as a team we thrive in being able to go into a stadium and quiet the crowd. Um, that's just you know the nature of, of being in the National Football League. You get to go into hostile environments, um, put your best foot forward, and if you do it consistently enough, uh, you know people don't want to play you at home or away. This team averaged almost what five yards of carry last week. If you're called upon to run the ball a lot, what's the confidence level you think with the O line? I have complete confidence in everybody in, in the offensive line room. Uh, anybody that's been called upon, they found a way to thrive and they found a way to, to, to make a great first impression. Um, and I think, you know, with this offensive line, anybody who's put in, uh, they'll find a way to thrive. What does it do for the offense when you establish the ground game? Uh, it makes us more balanced, actually. You know, I think it helps the play action game. It opens up holes down the field. Anybody that wants to, you know, sit back in the zone, you know, you got the receivers that, that are able to find openings, but we got to find a way to establish that run early on and often um, and keep ourselves in the game early uh, to be able to dictate the tempo of the game, which we haven't been able to do all year, honestly. How has Sean been doing filling in at center? He's done a wonderful job. Uh, he did a great job last year, you know, playing guard and center. He's doing a great job this year. What do you see out of a guy like Keontae? Excited for him. Uh, this is his first time out, um, you know. Uh, anytime you get an opportunity to have uh, a great first impression on the road, uh, in a division, in a hostile environment, and you thrive in it, um, all it does is just give you confidence as a young player. So, really excited for him. Um, it really does look like um, that Keontae will play. I know they've talked about him a couple times already. Um, it looks like that he he will most certainly. Um, you know, line up uh, in the back backfield with Eno uh, Benjamin. So we'll see how he does. the The rookie, um, um, uh, for the Cardinals. Goodness gracious, the rookie in in the in the running back room for the Cardinals. I don't know why I had a hard time. Uh, thinking about what I what I wanted to say. Um but as an offensive lineman, uh they always want to run the ball and they need to um this team needs to uh run the ball and and be dominant up front and impose their will up front. Um and 
just really kind of take advantage of that offensive linemen. They love to go forward and, and not backward. Uh, meaning when, you know, when you run the ball, they push forward. When you pass the ball, usually they're stepping and, and, and back pedaling backward and moving the pocket around. Uh, so, um, you have a solid offensive line and a solid backfield. Um, and there's no reason, in my opinion, why um, they can't or shouldn't be able to run the ball um, effectively. Um, they just got to execute the plays that are being called. And, of course, well, Cliff says actually has to call them. But anyway, it's it, it can be um, very um, effective in, when it's actually working and being done right. Um, but uh, up next and finally will be uh, Zach Ertz. We'll end with Zach Ertz and uh, hear what uh, he has to say. Uh, he'll wrap this whole thing up. So without further ado, here's Zach Ertz. Seattle's always had the reputation for great defense. This year they're giving up a lot of yards. What, what do you see from them from what you've watched this week so far? Yeah, I don't think uh, the, the stats necessarily reflect the type of defense they are. They've had a couple plays where they have been breakdowns. It seems like that they've just ended up giving up huge chunk plays. So it seems like the stats are kind of skewed in that regard. But they got a really stout front. Uh, Allen Branch, 99, is a guy that is very disruptive in the run game. Um, they're athletic uh, on the outside with some of their guys. So they move a lot. They twist a lot. Um, so we got to be able to handle their movement. And obviously, playing up there is never easy. It's going to be loud. It's going to be hostile. Um, and so it's going to be a good challenge for us. And division games in the NFL, no matter what the records are, you can kind of throw them out the window because both teams know each other extremely well. Um, and so it's going to be a tough game. You had a pretty big game last time up there, expecting the offense to finally find its stride early. I mean, I don't. I can't speak individually. I don't really care so much about the individual stats and what we did last year, but um, we got to find a way to score points in the first quarter, or especially if we can get our, a lead for our defense, let J, JJ and Zach Allen and some of those junk start rushing the passer like they can. It's going to be a big advantage for our football team. So um, that's definitely a focus this week is starting fast, just like it has been the past couple of weeks. Um, we just got to find a way to score some points early. You guys are a few days removed from Sunday's game. Just what's the temperature like out there in the practice field this week? Yeah, it was, I thought we had a good day yesterday. Um, really good practice today, obviously full speed today. Um, guys are flying around. Um, guys are eager to win football games. You know, we've played, our three losses have been to three really good football teams that have had a lot of success for a long time. Um, and so we're not necessarily down on ourselves. Um, only the Chiefs game, we felt like we were out of it. Um, the other two losses, we felt like we could have or should have found enough, found more ways to make some more plays to win the football game. Um, but you are what your record says you are in this league, and so we're two and two and three right now. Um, big one this week, and then a really quick turnaround next week. So we got opportunity to kind of string some wins together, um, and that's the goal. Do you enjoy going? It's good to hear that they were actually, uh, you know, practicing football. Um, I don't know if there's pads on, but they were said he said they're full speed. So I'm glad the whole week wasn't a uh, walkthrough. That is definitely uh, good to hear. Those hostile environments and you know where you can't really hear much. Oh yeah, I love it. I mean, uh, it feels like it's 
53 guys or 46 guys on game day versus 70,000. And so we just kind of band together as a team. Um, obviously, we're, we've been historically pr pretty good on the road. Um, so we found that chemistry on the road. Um, and we need to continue with that this week because this is a huge win for or a huge game for us. And we got to find a way to be three and three at this point. Is it like what you were saying before, so much of this league is so many close games, especially games that are close in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And I know it's impossible to say, well, we have to finish, and here's how you do it. You just have yeah. to do it. Isn't that pretty much what this league is all about? Yeah, you, you know, you're, you're never going to know which play could be the deciding factor. Um, that's why you got to go out there and execute each and every play throughout the game with complete focus. You can't focus on what you did in the first half or – it, good or bad, you can't dwell on the past. You kind of got to flush it and move on um, regardless. So um, fourth quarter is all about execution. Um, the, the the rhythm, you, at that point, you feel the rhythm of the game. The game should be a lot slower at that point. Um, and so at that point, you just got to go out there and execute. At, they've seen all your re releases at that point. It's kind of mano y mano. Um, and whoever wins their matchup is going to win the game. And uh, we were moving the ball well in the fourth quarter last game. We just didn't finish a familiar face in the locker now with Corey coming over. What can you tell us uh, about his game? What, what does he bring? Yeah, Corey is a awesome, awesome teammate. Um, obviously, I played with him for three years or how four years in Philly. I don't know the exact number, but I loved playing with him. Um, he was a guy as a rookie that immediately stood out um, the opening kickoff of the season in 2017. Um, he's an undrafted free agent and comes down and smacks the returner on the opening kickoff and kind of set the tone for that whole season. And then from there, fast forward to the Super Bowl, he's our leading receiver in the Super Bowl. Um, so he's a guy that's all about the team. Um, I've loved playing with him over the years, and it was really good to see him in the building yesterday. So if needed, he could play some special teams then? Oh, yeah, he could do uh, whatever the team asked him to do. Um, I know he's been a kickoff returner in this league before. He plays on all four special teams. He's got that history. Um, and he can make plays in the passing game or in the running game as well. So he's a really good player. Who they were talking about at the end was uh, Corey Clement, um, just acquired by the uh, Cardinals. Um, off of a um, a uh, off the practice squad or waivers or one of the two, um, and did have a you know a great run with Philly, um, of late not so good, um, of course, and hence why he's available, but uh, hopefully he can kind of turn around and see if. Well, he does anything this this week. Um, but other than that, uh, that is the show. I uh, hope you guys uh, enjoy it. I hope you've been enjoying the uh, weekly um, or daily slash weekly um, podcasting um, at Big Sky Sports Talk on Facebook and uh, um, Instagram at uh, Big Sky Sports Talk uh, Big Sky Sports Talk at Gmail you want to contact me for anything uh feel free um i appreciate everybody listening uh subscribe on uh, any way you uh want to listen you can find us spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, um stitcher um really just anywhere you you we, we can be found uh big sky sports talk i appreciate it um and uh i always thank you 
Um, and until next time, we'll uh, talk again soon.